Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary Ann. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of When Ghosts Speak. Marianne, you've got another adventure. I sure do. Um, and appropriately for this time of year, it's about camping. So let's get started. It was June about 30 years ago, and I got a call from Mary. She lived out west. Her da- daughter, Molly, and her boyfriend, Sean, uh, took a summer break, and they were going to go camping for three or four weeks. They were going into their senior year of college, so they were right at that age, you know, what, 2021, somewhere around there. Um, And they took off, and it was just the two of them. And Molly was really good about checking in with Mary and letting her know where they were. (laughs) 30 years ago, no cell phones. So when they would go into a you know, local town to get supplies or on occasion, they would actually go into a B&B or a motel to get showered, a, a proper shower and food not cooked over a campfire. And so Mary said when they were, you know, in Colorado, that's where they started out at, everything sounded great. When Molly called, they were headed to Utah. And about five days later, Molly called Mary, and she sounded a little down. So Mary asked, what's wrong? And she said, you know, for some reason, Sean has been really moody the last couple of days. He wasn't sleeping a lot. Then she added, and of course, the weather hasn't been good. It's been misty and damp and cold. She said, so they were staying at a B&B for the night. We're going to get a nice hot shower. And Molly said the next afternoon they were headed for Wyoming. She said Sean was really looking forward to the campground that they were staying at. Because when he was a kid, his parents and younger brother would go to this campground campground in the summer. Mary said, oh, I told her nobody's in a good mood when the weather's bad. So Mary continues, she said, we really like Sean. Molly and him started dating when they were 15. They really make a good couple. There's no doubt that they will get married at some time, but seriously, nothing is official yet. I remember thinking, boy, Mary and her husband must really like him. The mother thing in me, I'm thinking, there's no way, I don't care how old she was. She wasn't going camping with a boyfriend for three or four weeks. Well, times have changed, as we all know, so that's a really old way of thinking. And Mary continued. She said, I was starting to get worried. It was about four days, and I didn't hear from her. On the fifth day, Molly called and said, I'm tired of camping. I'm glad we'll be home in three or four days. Sean is acting crazy. He's actually picking fights with me. Mary asked about what? She said, Wyoming is nice and the camping grounds, we had a bundle of, we bought a bundle of um, wood 
to use on the fire pit for the morning for, for to make breakfast. And she said, when we got up, there was a can, like maybe from a can of corn. And, and it was next to the fire pit. It was soaking wet. I don't know if someone came in the camp overnight and poured water on all the wood. But it was sop and wet, and there was no way we could use it to fix breakfast. And Sean actually thought that I did that on purpose because he had been crabby. And he's been talking to himself, and and he yelled at me three or four times in the past couple of days, Molly, what do you want? And she said, I didn't call you. He said, yes, you did. She said, no, I didn't. And I didn't want to sleep in the tent last night with him because he was so crabby. So I got up and I went and slept in the truck. And she says, we got up and packed. We got to the truck to leave and the battery was dead. And he said, I must have slept with the dome light on all night. And I know I did not. We finally found someone to jump the battery, but all we're doing is fighting. Molly said, Mom, you know how I think it's funny how Sean and I will end up buying the same records or tape because we like the same music? She said, yeah. She says, every time the radio's on or we switch to uh, uh, a tape, He's arguing with me that the music is crap and he doesn't want to listen to it. She said, I, I don't even know why, why he's acting like this. She says, we were on our way. You know, she says, we're driving home and we saw the airport. And he said, why don't I just drop you off at the airport, catch a flight and go home? And she said, no. She says, I'm not, I wasn't going to do that. She says, it's like he's trying to get rid of me. She says, I'm so upset, I should have said yes. I've got uh, a headache that won't go away, even with aspirin. Mary said, I tried to calm her down, but I was curious, and I asked her, why didn't you get on the plane? She said, no, Mom, I wouldn't have made him drive home by himself. And Mary said, I asked her if she got some good pictures, at least while she was in Wyoming, trying to change the, the conversation. Her hobby, Molly's hobby, uh, is photography. And she said, yeah, she did. And whenever they splurged to stay at a and b or motel, she always took the rolls of film to the local drugstore to get um, developed. Again, nothing digital, 35 millimeter film, and you took it in to have it developed. And she said, yes. She said she even got some nice ones when it was misty and foggy. Mary said, you know, I told her you'll be home soon. Molly said, I've never seen Sean like this. I do not like this side of him. She says, maybe this trip was good. It's been an eye opener. Mary said, okay. She said, you got two days left. And she said, I'm probably not going to call. And Mary said, okay. Well, it turned out that Molly did call because they stopped the following morning at this town and it had some kind of a celebration for the city going on and there were vendors all over and crafts and and Sean seemed to be in a fairly decent mood 
So she said, you want to stick around for a couple hours? And he said, yeah. He says, that would be okay. So she says, I grabbed my camera case to take with me, and I opened it to make sure how many new rolls of film I had left. I thought I had six in there. Here, there were only three. For sure, at least five. I don't know where the other two rolls went. And I can't believe that Sean had anything to do with that. I mean, why would he? Mary said, I don't know. Just be quiet and just come home. So, yes, I don't think we're going to stop tonight. We're just going to drive straight through. We're about 22 hours away. She said the weather coming home is going to be good, and I don't want to stay out here any longer than I have to. I was curious. I asked Mary, what kind of truck are they driving? And she said, oh, it's a small Ford pickup truck with the cap on the back. I said, okay. And I thought to myself, that's only got a bench seat in the front. I bet that's a cramped corner, cramped space when you're not talking to somebody. Mary said they got home, literally got her stuff out of the truck, and all he did was put it in the middle of the driveway and drove off. He never said hi to me. He never came in. He he didn't say goodbye to Molly. Molly brought her stuff in, took a shower, and she was exhausted. She just went to bed. She said, Mom, do me a favor. When you go out, drop those last three rolls of film off at the drugstore. I'll pick them up in a couple of days. The next day, Molly and I were talking, and she said, I really do not like Sean when he's like this. Of course, he hadn't called. Maybe he doesn't like me anymore. Mary said, I told her, well, just have to wait and see. But I think you and him have to figure this out before it goes any farther. And Molly agreed. It was six days later and Sean just showed up. He sounded and acted like the old Sean. And Molly and him went over everything. They were in the kitchen and at the table talking and I could hear them. And all Sean kept saying, I don't know why I acted like that. I don't know why I said that. It was like something would pop in my brain. And I w- it would just come out of my mouth before I realized it. And he said, I knew I was doing it and I knew it was wrong and I knew you we were upset, but for some reason I could not stop. So they sort of calmed down a little and, and they were talking and Mary said, hey, uh, Molly, the pictures that you developed, those last three rolls are sitting here on the table. You should take a look at them and they're the ones mostly from Wyoming. Molly and Sean started looking at them. The night they were driving home, it was about 5 a.m., she kept hearing a tapping on the truck cap behind her seat. And she would turn her head sideways and try to figure out where it was coming from, hoping there was something that there was nothing wrong with the truck. And so finally, she just reached down into her case and took out her camera and just pointed it in the back to the back of the, the, the bed of the pickup truck. Just just because she wanted to see what was going on, if anything was going on. There's a hand coming down. You can see the thumb and the fingers 
and it's looking like it's going to start going through the backpack that's there. So Mary, like I said, Mary sent it to me, and I called Mary when I received the picture. She asked if whoever that had belonged to was that the peer, the spirit or the person that was controlling Sean. I had no idea. Probably, but I he wasn't around during the phone calls when uh, Molly got home, so I I don't know. And I never went out west, and Sean was back to normal. So if the entity was with them on the camping trip, he wasn't with them in civilization. He must have liked the woods. And it was really crazy because they turned out just fine. There was absolutely no problem. Sean never acted like that again. Eventually, they did get married. And to my knowledge, they're still married. I haven't talked to anybody from that end of the country in from her town for at least 25 years. So I really don't know. But I think it's interesting that, and again, she had the sense the gut feeling that something was in that pickup truck. And just by doing that, it's amazing that she got that hand so clear. But even camping, you never know what you're going to get. So we really don't know where that came from. If it was out there at the campground, if it was a stop on the drive. Exactly. It seems like he picked it up in Utah because that's where he started getting acting a little weird and it just stayed with them and obviously all the way to the ride home because five o'clock in the morning on the way home she was probably only about five or six hours away from getting home and Sean was still acting weird when they got to her driveway however it cleared up it seems like within five or six days he seemed to be back to normal which would just be 48, 70 hours to have the energy from that ghost or that entity leave. Uh, and he wouldn't feel it anymore. I mean, I don't, how he described it would pop in his head and it would pop out of his mouth. I, I personally don't think a ghost can make you say something you don't want to say. But if they're right in your space like that covering you all the time that's going to mess you up bad you're going to just say anything to to feel better well i mean they had a lot of time together between driving there the camping so you could be kind of on one another's nerves and then you have that added extra you know right and again a ford little pickup truck is not very big i mean it's this there's no back seat in that there's nothing back there except that little bed so i i i think you really have to like each other to do something like that for that long <laughs> you don't have a you know you can't go outside and cool off you're already outside <laughs> well and, and you can't effectively feel good feeling of like slamming the door because it's a tent. So you're going to zip it up really hard, you know, to show. Right. So. Right. Um. <laughs> and like I said, I bet Sean did not take her roles of film. I bet the ghost did. 
I'm pretty sure the ghost did. Probably out sure. somewhere in the middle of the right. And and I'm sure he poured water on the wood. He started it. And I'm sure I don't know how, but I'm sure he had something to do with the battery losing juice in the truck too. That they had to jump it because it was funny. She said she had a little pin light with her. And if she needed to see something in the truck, that's what she turned on. She said, I was afraid if I turned on the dome light, I would fall asleep and forget. So I purposely didn't turn it on. So she knows it wasn't her. But it's hard to convince somebody when you're the only one that sees it or hears it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This was fun. So, you know, not even camping can be safe from ghosts. Make sure you take your Quincy. That's right. Nothing is safe. Episodes release every Wednesday at 4 a.m. So just in time for your drive-in to school or work. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to When Ghosts Speak. Remember, no part of the podcast can be used, shared, or rebroadcast without the written consent of Marianne Winkowski and Melissa Wiles. Join us again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.